Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for Life Links with the DL Link every Thursday at midday. There is a warrior inside each of us. Life Links is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Well, welcome, welcome to the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Nikki Seberini here. This is 101.9 High FM. So really, everyone's been talking about Nightbird. And no, it's not a Nightbird, but it's, she certainly has the voice of a most beautiful bird. Um, I'm talking very specifically about Nightbird, um, otherwise known as Jan Mikoski, who went on to America's Got Talent, and she sang It's Okay. She got a standing ovation. She got the gold buzzer, but she has not only an extraordinary voice, but an extraordinary story. Her cancer journey. She's going to be sharing that with us during today's show. But first, let's take you back to two weeks ago when she appeared on America's Got Talent. Here she is, Nightbird. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we're happy you are. What's your name? My name's Jane. When I sing, I go by Nightbird. Oh, that's nice. Nightbird? That's right. Did you sing, do you sing for a living? Um, not, not recently. Where are you from? I'm from Zanesville, Ohio. Okay. How old are you? I'm 30. 30 years old. And the dream is to be a singer. What are you going to be singing for us tonight? I'm singing an original song called It's Okay. It's Okay. Yeah. It is. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. What is It's Okay about? Uh, it's Okay is the story of the last year of my life. All right. And who are you here with? I'm here by myself. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you do for a living? Um, I have not been working for quite a few years. I've been dealing with cancer. Oh, sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. All right. Can can I ask you a question? How are you now? Uh, Last time I checked, I had some cancer in my lungs, my spine, and my liver. Wow. So you're not okay? Uh, Well, not in every way, no. You got a beautiful smile and a beautiful glow Mm -hmm. and nobody would know. Thank you. It's important that, uh, everyone knows I'm so much more than the bad things that happen to me. Yes. All right. Sing for us. Good luck. Nightbird. Change my mind. I thought that all my problems they would stay behind. I was a stick of dynamite, and it just was a matter of time, yeah. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, 
hundred pages, but I burned them all. Yeah, I burned them all. I blow through yellow lights and don't look back at all. I don't look back at all. Oh, It's funny because singers come on, and and I and I think about authenticity. You know, when you feel it, when it moves you, that felt like the most authentic thing I have heard this season. That was surprising. It was powerful. It was heartfelt, and I think you're amazing. You gave me chills. I mean, your voice is so beautiful to listen to. It was beautiful all the way around. Your voice is stunning.、Mm-hmm. It is absolutely stunning, and I, I totally agree with what Howie said. You know about authenticity. There was something about that song after the way you just almost casually told us what you're going through, and oh, you know. You can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. Um, there are, however, there have been some great singers this year,、um, and I'm not going to give you a yes. I'm going to give you something else. Chance of survival, but two percent is not zero percent. Two percent is something, and I wish people knew how amazing it is. You blew us all away. You are the voice we all need to hear this year. That was way more than okay. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. God, that really got to me. 
It pushes all the heartstring oh. buttons, right? And yet she's still so strong. Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for Lifelinks with the DL Link every Thursday at midday. There is a warrior inside each of us. Lifelinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Well, welcome back to the DL Link show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And you just got to witness the extraordinary, the beautiful, the wonderful performance by Nightbird. Um, not a dry eye in the house, literally. Um, because not only is uh, Jane's voice really magnificent and she has such a profound message. But really, she represents our strength and our triumph of the human spirit. Um, you know, we're all fighting our own battles. And so to see someone stand up and really open her heart and open her mouth and inspire us that way is a, a beautiful thing to witness. So we're so privileged um, to have Jane um, on the show all the way from the United States just to take time out of her very busy schedule um, to chat to us. So, Jane, welcome. Thank you so very much for joining us. It is lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Jane, is a whirlwind the right word to describe the past two weeks for you? I wish I could think of a stronger word than whirlwind. <laughs> That's what I have. Yeah, I, I am completely, completely blown away. I would have never imagined in a million years this is what I would be doing right now. I, I can't believe it. Yeah. So everyone's vying for your attention. Everyone wants to hear your story. Um, and that's an incredible thing, but you've gone from a very tough year and it's a tough few years. Um, and we'll go into that to all of a sudden being thrust into this, into this very bright light with everyone wanting to hear your story. How are you coping? I think it, it's such an honor to share my story with other people because it's not, it's not about me. And there are moments when I get, I am so exhausted sometimes from constantly, um, you know, sharing about the hardest parts of my life as would anyone, you know, but I think the, it, it, what's harder is not sharing about it. And that's the example that, that I want to set to people all over the world who have their own struggle. It is hard to talk about it, but it's harder not to, because when you do share about it, then, then, um, I think you'll always be surprised with the support and the encouragement that you'll get from, from the people around you and all over the world. That's, that's, that's what I'm experiencing now. Mm-hmm. Everyone, um, as I said in the introduction, what you represent, you know, whether people have been on the journey, a similar journey to you or not, it's just what you represent. Um, and that you are, um, through your vulnerability and opening up, you're allowing others to do the same. And that's incredibly powerful, Jane. Um, I came across, um, a blog of yours. Oh, so beautifully written. Um, and I'm speaking very specifically about the one God is on the bathroom floor. You talk about, um, being diagnosed with cancer. You talk about your marriage breaking down, going to California for treatment. And then after that, um, experiencing a real physical head trauma, um, that your brain was sending false signals and you ex- experiencing this excruciating pain. Um, and you describe yourself lying on the bathroom floor and your relationship with God. Can you speak to that uh, a little bit, Jane? Uh, because we're talking about, you know, at the end of it, standing up on stage and getting the golden buzzer from Simon Cowell. But but building up to that, to have the strength to do what you did, 
Can you can you just expand on that a little bit for us, please? Yeah, I'm continually amazed, honestly, by the arc of my own story. And uh, it was honestly, I don't I don't know the date on the blog. I wish I had it pulled up, but um, I wrote that blog. March the 9th, March the 9th. That was that was almost exactly one month before I stood on that stage and recorded the audition. So I had, you know, the lowest moments of my life within, you know, 31 days of the, of the, the highest moment of my life. Um, but to, to be in pain for so long, um, anybody starts to doubt what they thought they knew before. Um, anybody starts to question reality at all. And that's, that's the place where I, I came to in my faith thinking, I thought I knew so much about God in the world. And I thought that, I thought that I was so resilient. I thought that I was invincible. I thought that I was completely, um, resolute and immovable as a person. Um, but it turns out I'm, I'm, I'm not, and I wasn't. Um, and when it came down to it, um, I wrote that blog on the bathroom floor, believe it or not, in, in my mm-hmm. phone on the, on the notepad app. And, um, I was trying to boil down, okay, so what do I know? And, uh, my favorite, my favorite part of that whole blog is, you know, maybe God will say that I disappointed him or failed him, or maybe I wasn't grateful, or maybe there was a lesson I couldn't learn, but I know for sure God can never say that he did not know me because I am at his door every day, every day, every day. And that resonated with people because we don't get answers when we want them. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm, with the response that I've received, even from that blog alone outside of the audition, there are thousands and thousands of people on the bathroom floor even today asking these questions. And we're all grieving together. I'm, I'm amazed at the response. I just think about, um, as I said, with the show being the DL link and so many, um, cancer warriors listening to the show right now, asking the question that you ask in this blog. Um, you say there are times when I wonder what I must have done to deserve such a story. Um, and, um, as you say, at the end of it, he can never say that he did not know me. So, so really beautiful, um, Jane. And so that in those low moments that you're able to write a song like it's okay. At when, when did you write it? At, at what point was it after the bathroom floor? Was it before? When, when did you pin that song? It was before. Um, I wrote that song, I believe in April of 2020. And, um, it was in a similar season. The bathroom floor was my lowest of the lowest, but, um, you know, a year prior, I was given six months to live and, um, the song it's okay was a song that I needed so bad. I needed somebody to tell me it's okay. I had never felt, I had never felt so lost, so disconnected, uh, any landmark that I used to have that told me who I was and where I was going. I had none of those anymore. And, um, it was the courageous part of me singing to the scared part of me and, that song, had it gone nowhere other than my bedroom, would have been more than enough of a gift mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that that song was that song got me through the year. It was it was you know the brave. We all have different parts of ourselves, and it was the brave part singing to the scared part, and I needed it. And it's amazing now to see that it has value even outside of myself. Yeah, how many millions of people it's resonated with. But I love that it was your brave self 
um, singing to that scared self, the, the, the self that's trying to grapple with, um, a doctor that defines your, your time on earth, um, you know, to be told you have six months. And again, I've, I've spoken to cancer warriors before who've been given that kind of prognosis and they've gone on to live for many, many years. What did you do with that six months to live? I have always kept in mind that people beat the odds every single day, every single day. Like you mentioned at the beginning of um, our talk, it's this whole thing. It's about the triumph of the human spirit. That's what it's about. Um, and doctors can say what usually happens. They can say what might happen. They can say what's happened to others, but they can never know what will happen to me. And that's what that's what I've carried with me in my heart. That's kind of the flag that I've run with is um, 2%. I can do that. Two, it doesn't matter. People, nobody knows what will happen to me and people beat the odds every day. And that's, that's what I tell the people that reach out to me all the time. Um, you can beat the odds. People do it all the time. You don't have to be special. So when you have those moments, when the, the scared part of you's voice is a lot louder in your head, what do you do with that? Well, something I have heard since I was a little girl, I wish I knew who to attribute the quote to, but you can't stop birds from flying over your head. Nothing you can do about it, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair and <laughs> how we deal with thoughts. Um, so thoughts are, are crazy and they swirl in your head, but m- my mind and my soul, my human spirit, that's my jurisdiction. I'm the boss of that. So birds can fly in and out. These negative thoughts and these thoughts of, um, you know, defeat can fly through my head all they want, but they're not going to stop and make a nest in my hair. I'm, I'm, I have control over that and it's a hard battle, but, um, we can do it. We can do it. And that's how we give strength to the courageous part instead of the scared part. Right. I hear you. Um, I suppose it doesn't help. As I said, with that kind of prognosis, the pain that you were in, that your marriage, um, broke down. Um, and again, just a, just another barrier, something else to overcome. Has that, how, how did that fit into your journey, Jane? Um, you know, have you been able to separate everything or do you just bundle it all together and, and, and say, this is my journey. This is what I'm dealing with. It's still very much something I think that I'm untangling. Uh-huh. Um, I can't believe, I can't believe the arc of the story and the timing. And, um, I think it's unbelievable when I share that story with others and it's equally as unbelievable to me when I realize that's my reality. Um, but dealing with the emotional pain and the trauma of abandonment period is a, is a life altering moment for anyone, let alone in the same, <laughs> it was in the same month that I was given six months to live. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I was told by someone very honest early on and they said, if you, um, carry bitterness and anger forward with you right now, um, you will die. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. Um, anger and bitterness is gonna, it's, it's only going to hinder your healing. Um, not, not just emotionally, but physically. And so in some sense, having the divorce happen in that moment was a blessing. In, in a, in a sense, because I was forced to, to forgive and to heal and to let go of that relationship. Um, otherwise I wouldn't have had the same urgency to heal from it. And so today I can say that I, I have come miles and miles, um, in my 
emotional, spiritual journey of healing from that marriage and in a way that I otherwise would not have without cancer. Do you think um, being so open um, and sharing your life, your story, your intimate thoughts, the way you have, do you think that that's part of your healing? Has that helped you with your healing? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times people ask me, is it hard to be so honest? And um, for me, it's just as natural as breathing. I think, right. um, yeah, yeah, it's not hard for me at all. I know it's definitely abnormal. Um, but it's, it's not difficult for me, but the blogs that I share, um, and, and the, the songs that I share, um, those, that's almost like drawing a line in the sand and stepping over it to say, okay, I'm healed from this. I'm done. I did, I did the work and I washed my hands of it. And now I can share this healing with everyone else. So it's, it's a huge part of the healing. I don't know. I don't understand how people heal without, without sharing. I love, as I said, with the blog, just um, getting an insight, a deeper insight into your thoughts. And I, I think it was one of the blogs you spoke about going into court and designing, uh, uh, signing your divorce papers. Um, and I think this is when your father said to you, you're happy. You just don't know it yet. I found that so profound. <laughs> I think so too. And at the moment when he said it, I thought it was um, extremely annoying. <laughs> <laughs> But I love looking back now. Um, my dad is just that way. He's endlessly, he's endlessly positive. You can't, you can't kill his spirit for anything. Um, mm. and, and it's, it's beautiful to write about that now because he was very right. Um, I think he saw the terror in my face that day. Um, and he needed to tell me that. Um, I sometimes, uh, sometimes you believe something before you see it. And you believe it before you feel it. And um, that's what he believed for me about being happy. Well, you write a lot about your family, your close relationship with your brother. And that's why it's so um, it's so curious to me that when you decided to go ahead with America's Got Talent, you went on your own. This, you didn't go with your family. Just tell us why. What, what was the, the, the thought process behind that? Um, <laughs> anyone who knows me would not be surprised by that <laughs> decision. <Okay. laughs> um, when I get focused on, when I get really focused on something, there's nobody in the world that can talk me out of it. And I'd never want to have any, um, negative voices. Not that, uh, my family's ever negative, but in the state that I was in, <laughs> you know, with cancer and several systems of my body, I, um, probably was not the wisest decision to go try to be on TV and sing for millions of people. And I, I knew that my family would have apprehensions about that, mm-hmm. but it felt the whole opportunity to come and perform on America's Got Talent. It felt providential and it felt meant to be, there was nobody that was going to stop me. And I was so laser focused. I needed to show up alone. Yeah. I needed to fly solo on that one. Mm, extraordinarily brave. But Jane, I mean, singing wasn't new to you. Um, you were having a, a, a career that was sort of taking off. I've, I've tried to string some of the pieces together, but then of course you were diagnosed and I'm sure that that all fell by the wayside. Um, so you did have some experience in front of a camera, um, singing, but could that prepare you for America's Got Talent? Uh, I think everything I've been through has prepared me in ways that I don't even understand yet. Um, but with the magnitude that, of, of response that I'm experiencing now, I don't know that anyone could ever be prepared for it. Right. Um, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm so blessed to have the experience that I did because I've kind of just jumped into the, into the river of it and I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Going with the beautiful flow of life. Um, Jane, so tell us, so what happens? You, you, um, get auditioned and obviously they decide whether you're good enough to actually appear. Um, what, so h- how long did that whole process take for you before you actually appeared on stage? Well, this is actually really wild because, um, I had sent an audition video to America's Got Talent probably in June of 2020. So we're talking maybe seven, eight months. Yeah. And I forget about this often because there was a, there was a time in the summer of 2020 when I was completely cancer free on top of the world. Um, you know, wild and free living my best life. And little did I know that it was about to get way worse before it would get better. And it's amazing. It's amazing that I had that little breath, um, in the middle of the, in the middle of this storm to even send that video. So I, I for, I had forgotten about it, to be honest, with the cancer and the mental breakdown. And then America's Got Talent reached out again to me in the spring, um, just to gauge if I was still interested. And I was almost well enough. And it, I think it gave me that little boost that I needed to really power through the last stretch because I had something to look forward to. Just imagining for a moment, you know, you about to go out and there are the judges. And of course, there's Simon Cowell and you've got all of these people <laughs> and they start to ask you questions like, how are you? And what did you do before? And it's starting to get a little bit personal and you've got to kind of get a little bit into your cancer story, but not really wanting to get into it. What was that like for you with those questions before you actually started singing? I was very much dreading the questions before the audition. Yeah. Um, Because I didn't want to talk about cancer. Not because I'm afraid to, obviously. I'm an open book about it, but I wanted to, I wanted to know that I could stand on my own two feet as a singer and as a writer. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get four yeses because of a sob story. So I did my best to answer as many questions as I could without talking about my, um, tragic history. But, um, I think the judges could tell that I was um, being elusive about something. So they just kept pushing. Yeah. Yeah. They they knew. They knew, um, yeah, as you say, because they love to push. But um, when Howie said to you, so you're not okay, when you had said, you know, last time you had checked, you had cancer in your lungs, spine, and liver. And he said, so you're not okay. And I loved how you said, well, not in every way. Um, you know, I'm okay, but not in every way. And then you said, I'm so much more than the bad things that have happened to me. And, um, and I think that that resonated for, for so many people watching Jane, um, that idea that we are so much more, um, than what people see. And as you say, the experiences. So after they had questioned you and you started singing while you were singing and you were gauging the response, was anything going through your mind? Were you thinking? Were you analyzing or were you just completely in the zone and in the moment? I was doing as best I could to be completely in the moment. Yeah. Um, the the one criticism that I got um, in my rehearsal for the audition, because they do give you like a, a soundtrack rehearsal, was that I was too focused on the performance and that I was missing out on the emotion of the song. So before I went out, I gave myself this little one-on-one talk. And I just said, Jane, you are not here to impress anyone. You are here to give a gift. This is your story. And this is a beautiful song and you yourself are the gift. So 
You don't need these people to like you in order to be complete or to be whole. Um, you're just here to give a gift. And then the outcome is not yours anymore. Once, once you've given it, it's not your responsibility anymore. And what happens happens. So when I went there, when I went up, you know, and I think there's a moment I've watched the audition back a few times, but there's a moment when the, this, the guy who puts the mic stand down, he waves me forward with his hand and you can kind of see me step forward. And in that moment, I, I snap into that mindset and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to sing my, I'm going to sing my story the best I can as a gift. If this doesn't make it on TV, then it's just a gift to the judges and the audience. And this moment will be an amazing memory. Um, and, and I had to leave it there. Um, that's the only way that you can live day to day. Truly, answer really is like I, my, the outcome is not my responsibility. My job is to show up and do my best and give what I have to offer. And the outcome is not, is not for me to worry about what a freeing way, what a freeing way to live that has been for me. Oh, what a freeing um, expression that is, that the outcome is not important, that you pour everything in that you possibly can and what will be will be, and which is what you did. And there was the standing ovation, right? Then you had this huge response, and that must have just been so reassuring for you, such an affirmation. Yeah, yeah. So many of these, um, like the, the, the things that I'm talking about now and the stuff that I've overcome, the things that I write about in my blog and my songs, those are battles that I fought in secret when no one was watching, no one was cheering me on, you know? Um, and so it's really beautiful and affirming, um, to stand up there, you know, as this person that's fought all these battles in secret with no audience. And now to be able to have an audience that stands up for me and says like, well done, that meant something to the world. I can't describe that feeling. Yeah. We, we feel it with you, although we wish we could feel the magnitude that you did. But those words, um, right at the end when you say you can't wait till life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. Is this a lifetime journey? Is this an aha moment, an insight? Where did you get that from? It was something that I was learning in, in, on that day, <laughs> that weekend. Um, because I have had, uh, so many tragic scenarios happen to me um, and you think it should be over. Or you should deserve by now for it to be over in it. And it's just seemed like it's gone on and on. And I think I was getting caught up in my mind with the whole America's got talent thing. It felt like, it felt like this was finally an open door into an easier life. And, and I felt that voice of self-sabotage come in, come into my mind and say, well, you know, everything else goes wrong. So this is going to go wrong too. Um, you know, something bad always happens. Um, th- those little whispers. And again, it was the courageous part of me speaking back to the scared part of me and saying, no, no, I'm not listening to that. Like, I don't know if something bad's going to happen tomorrow. That's the truth, but I can be happy today. I'm here today. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait until life is easy until somebody promises me that nothing bad will ever happen again. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. So that was, that was something I had told myself all day that day. And I wasn't planning, I wasn't planning to say it on stage, but it just came out of me. This is life. This is life. Um, Jane, so, I mean, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face and, you know, we met one another on camera for a few moments, but my heart is just expanded and, and, and just so loving everything that you're saying. So for our, 
audience, for those who are listening, who are on their cancer journey, who are being inspired by your words, your beautiful voice, who sometimes feel it's not going to be okay, that it is hard. Um, what do you have to say? It is hard and it is going to rain on your parade and everything is going to go wrong sometimes. And you are going to get your heart broken sometimes. Don't, don't lie to yourself about that. We don't need to have this toxic positivity about it. Um, but we need to learn to hold both. Um, yeah, life is so, so hard and life is so tragic and so unfair. But what about all the other beautiful, unfair things that happen every day? Um, like this beautifully unfair chance to audition for America's Got Talent, like the beautifully unfair um, and kind of undeserved love that we get from our friends and family. Like there's so many, there's so, there's so much in the world. And just because the the bad stuff is very real, um, it doesn't discount all the good stuff being real too. Jane, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. We know that you're so busy. We're going to watch you soar. Um, and uh, we wish you every success and we wish you good health and this beautiful journey of yours. May it just continue and continue. May you continue to inspire. It has been such a privilege having you on the show. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. An honor to share with you. Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for Life Links with the DL Link every Thursday at midday. There is a warrior inside each of us. Life Links is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Well, I hope that you uh, enjoyed that discussion as much as I did with Nightbird Jane Mikowski. Uh, Mikursky, who um, oh, shared her heart and shared her mind. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to go and look at her blog. There aren't many. I think there are about four or five. Um, so just go to nightberg.co uh, and look at the blog. And uh, she's written a few and you get really into the mind of, of Nightbird and uh, her journey. She, she talks a lot about her cancer journey. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be having her on the show again. As I said, I really hope that you enjoy it. So um, the DL Link um, are continually reaching out to the community and helping in every way possible and to have such a an incredible support system. So obviously they haven't been able to operate the way they normally do with COVID and all the COVID challenges and certainly when it comes to the fundraising. Um, but last week I did hint um, at the fact that there would be another charity event coming up um, from the 28th to the 30th of July. So keep listening. We're going to keep you updated. We'll let you know what's happening. Um, but that charity, this is going to be the main fundraising event for the DL Link this year. So I really, really hope you're going to put your full support uh, behind that event. Again, that's from the 28th to the 30th of July. Um, we're going to take a break. And then after the break, we're going to hear um, from a, a cancer angel and a cancer warrior um, at the DL Link. So stay with us. And uh, yeah, please don't go anywhere. Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for Life Links with the DL Link every Thursday at midday. There is a warrior inside each of us. Life Links is a funding initiative of the DL Link. 
Thank you so much for staying with us. The DL Link Show on 101.9 High FM. So we have a DL Link angel. We love to gather recordings from our angels, from our warriors who have not only volunteered, but who have experienced firsthand what it is um, to receive the support from the DL Link. Um, our DL Link angel this week is Marion Nussbaum. Uh, Marion and her husband, Danny, were both volunteers at the DL Link. Um, so they've been warriors and angels um, and they were both diagnosed with breast cancer just a few years apart and thank God after treatment and surgeries um, they are both in remission and so this is what Marion has to say. We are so privileged and blessed to have been able to become part of the Dearling family. They were with us through both our illnesses, my husband and mine. They are still always in contact with us and are always caring and, and supportive. Um, I cannot thank everyone at Deerlink enough for all that you have done and are still doing for us. God bless to bless you all. Well, thank you so much to Marion, our DL Link Angel this week. And just a reminder that uh, the charity event, the main fundraiser for the DL Link will be taking place from the 28th to the 30th of July. We'll be breaking it down. We'll be explaining how it works. It's going to be very, very exciting. In the meantime, if you'd like to be in touch with the DL Link, if you'd like to help with any kind of volunteering or any donations, um, you can call them directly on 011 or you can contact them via their website, www.dllink.co.za. And if you would like to listen to the show again or any of the shows um, that we have done in the past, you can catch the podcasts on the FM website. Just go to chaifm.com, look for the podcast, look for a Thursday deal links, and you'll get the show there. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you have been inspired. For me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, do take care. Goodbye.